Okay, Kuf Memam Udalif. We'll start from just the end of Kuf Lamatesam Udbeis. It's referring to the Mishnah, which discusses different forms of uh, burden of selecting. So, one second. Different forms of selecting, which are allowed or not allowed. So one of the things which are allowed are, you're allowed to put an egg in a strainer, a sifter used for, for mustard. So they would put mustard seeds on a, on a strainer in order to separate it, the mustard seeds should fall through and all the rest should stay on top. And sometimes to help it or to help the color of it, they would put an egg onto the strainer with the mustard seeds and the egg yolk that would go through with the mustard and help the color as well. And the egg white is more sticky and would stay on the top and stick with the, all the, the waste of the mustard. So the Mishnah is saying that you're allowed to put the egg into the strainer on Shabbos. Says the Gemara, Tony Yaakov Korcho, um, says Yaakov Korcho, he said over a Brisa. Yaakov Korcho, I guess, was an Amira, but he said over a Brisa, the only reason they put this egg into this uh, process of sifting, of straining the, the, the mustard seeds is only to enhance the color of the mustard. So it's a few, really few details together, and this line is only the punchline. The main thing is you're not separating good from bad. The mustard is already there. It's whatever's falling through is falling through, whatever not is not. The egg, both parts are good. The egg yolk and the egg white are both good. If you have two types of food and you want one and not the other, then it's considered burger, but it's one type of food. It's one egg. Not only that, you really want both. It's just for, for, for to help the mustard, the egg yolk helps and not the egg white. But if at the end of the day, the egg yolk would be something helpful for the mustard, I guess for the taste of it or for anything else, for the, for the, for the purifying it, the egg yolk would help. And then the fact that you're separating the egg yolk from the egg white might have been considered some sort of sorting, some sort of selecting. But since the only benefit you have is the color, therefore, since there's all these details together, you're separating good from good, from the same type of food. Plus, the only benefit you're getting is only to color it. Therefore, it's not considered sorting. Therefore, it's not considered burning. Fine. Now that we spoke about mustard, we're speaking about another issue with mustard. Another issue was that they would take mustard seeds and make it into mustard dip that we know. They would mix it with some with liquid and make it into a dip or into a cream or into a, what do you call it, whatever you call it, uh, like a sauce that we that we that that, that that you could put on things. And that might be an issue of kneading. You're mixing solid bits with liquid and making it into one solid uh, mixture, one solid texture, like similar to dough. 
So the Gemara says like this, Itmar, we learned in a, in a, in a statement of Amiroi, if you needed the mustard from Erev Shabbos, tomorrow on the next day you could mix it with the utensil but not with your hand. So it seems as if Rav is saying that mixing it with the utensil is considered unusual and you have to mix it in an unusual way. Amar Lishmuel Biyad you have a problem with mixing it by hand? Atu kol yoyma every day macholei bayad? Do we mix it by hand every day? Machol chamerimu? Is it something which donkeys eat? You mix mustard with your hand, you get all, all, all sticky and all, all dirty, and then the mustard gets all dirty from your... That's not the way we do it. The typical way is to mix it with a spoon or with some sort of a utensil. El amar shmuel memachel biyad veini memachel bekli. On Shabbos, that's when you mix it with your hand, not with the utensil, in order to do it a bit different. Now, there's a lot of ways that I learned this Gemara. The simple understanding is that kneading the mustard on Erev Shabbos means taking just the mustard seeds, fresh mustard seeds, and then it has its own moisture, and you just squeeze it together. And it becomes like a mixture from its own moisture. So really, you didn't even begin the malacha of kneading. Because the malacha of kneading is adding a liquid from outside and mixing it together with it, that's considered needing. If it's of its own moisture, it's not considered needing. Nevertheless, Rav and Shmuel both agree that if you mix it in an unusual way, that's fine. That's the one way of learning the Gemara, and based on that, they hold that you're allowed to do any mixture, any kneading, um, as long as it's not the usual way of kneading. Okay, it also has to do with the fact that it's not a typical thing that becomes literally like a dough. It's not called bar gibble. It doesn't really become into a dough. It sticks together. Fine. Then there's another opinion which is no. You're never allowed to mix anything in a firm mixture, in a firm texture. So the way they learned this Gemara is in two ways, one of two ways. Either that they needed the mustard before Shabbos with actual liquid, with external liquid, and therefore, if you already started mixing small bits with liquid, then on Shabbos you're allowed to add more liquid and then knead it in an unusual way. Or we're talking about that on Shabbos, you're going to add a large amount of liquid that it will turn into something runny, something liquidy, not firm like a dough. And then they hold that if it's a blil or rako, if it's not a if it's a loose texture, plus the this, so they hold us two things you have to do unusual the combination of the of the solids and the liquid they do it in the opposite order than usual and the mixture has to be done in an unusual way the kneading the mixing together so what are we talking about over here are we talking about a solid a firm mixture of of, of a, a mustard and, and the liquids and you're allowed to do it on shamas as long as you do it in an unusual way or we're talking about that you already mix some liquid before Shabbos, or that on Shabbos you're doing it in a loose texture. The poem we accept Allah is that on Shabbos you must have a loose texture, change the order of the combination and the order of the mixture. The only exception would be if you mixed already some liquid before Shabbos. Then you're allowed to add liquid on Shabbos any way you want. However, you still have to uh, change the, the method of mixture. It shouldn't be in a 
in a, in a, in a usual way. So that would mean a gift for exhalated or for tuna, for all these other things, you have to keep these things in mind. If there's liquid inside before Shabbos, and if you're making it loose, uh, otherwise there will be a problem of mixing it on Shabbos, even with an unusual way, because it doesn't fit to all the all the criteria. Fine. Back to the Gemara. Itmar Rabbi Lozer Oimet. Rabbi Lozer says, "Echod ve'echod You're not allowed to mix mustard with the liquid on Shabbos, whether with your hand, whether with a utensil. Now, the messages came to Bavel slowly, although they're a generation later, but the messages came to Bavel slowly. So when th- this is the first version, the first discussion, and it came to Bavel, and Abayi Barabba right away said their opinion. They both said, We disagree with Rabbi We hold like Rabbi Lozer that it's not allowed. Oh, we didn't say. They don't hold like Rabbi they don't know that it's all allowed. Fine. Then came another message from Eretz Yisrael. Come Rabbi Yechanan Meshitosi to Rabbi Lozer. Rabbi Yechanan changed his mind. He says, you know what? I'm being a bit too... Uh, uh, no, I only can't divide between the two. I said, it's not allowed. You know what? The opposite. It's always allowed. And come Rabbi Lozer Meshitosi to Shmuel. Rabbi Lozer changed to be more machmir, but not as much as Rabbi Yechanan did to begin with, but only as Shmuel did, that he could only mix it with your hand. And then now they agreed with Rabbi Yechanan. Basically, they agreed that it's always allowed. No matter how you do it, it's always allowed. Fine? Abayi's adopting mother, she made for him this mustard on Shabbos. And then, and Veloy he didn't eat it. Now, he just said, uh, that it's allowed. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Switch. Switch. I'm sorry. I went. I, I didn't say it right. Rabbi Lo said they're both not allowed. Rabbi Yechonon said it is allowed. Rabbi Yechonon changed his mind and he said they're both not allowed. He was machmer all the way. He said he can't divide, so it's always not allowed. And Rabbi Lozer was more machmer, but not to the extent of. I'm sorry. Rabbi Lozer was more makel, not as much as Rabbi Yechonon. In the beginning, he said like Shmuel. That it depends that machinery it's it's allowed, but not machinery it's not allowed. So Abai and Rabbi both said it's not allowed, it's never allowed. Now Abai did that, even when his adopting mother prepared mustard for him, he didn't touch it. It wasn't allowed to be done. Now the Visu de Zeiro, or the yeah, the Visu de Zeiro, Zeiro's wife, of the land of Barashi, she made for Rabchia Barashi mustard. And he didn't need it. Sounds like Rashi has the gear says the EV. Could be the same person, I'm not sure. Amalais, he said, I guess it was after Ziri already passed away. So he told him, I made it for your Rebbe, for my husband. He ate it. You don't want to eat it. Fine. Amar Rabba Barshuava came to Kamei de Ravina. I stood in front of Ravina. Ubocha Shalei Bishufta de Tuma. They took the middle, uh, what do you call it? The middle. Uh, uh, piece of the of the garlic. It took like one, one of one of the how do you call them those those buds those the, the pieces of garlic. So you took like the middle piece of the garlic, and it was very soft, and they mixed it. They mixed it with some 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 sort of a liquid. He did eat it. He said it's fine. He did eat. 
Although all these great rabbis said it's not allowed, I disagree. We follow what we learned. Any muscle that was needed before Shabbos, you're allowed to mix it on Shabbos. You can put in honey into it. The only difference you have to make is don't beat it. Mix it, mix it, you know, gently. And that's considered a shinui. That's enough of a shinui. Since typically you would mix it on Shabbos in very, you would mix it on the weekdays very firmly. And on Shabbos you're doing it gently. That's a good enough of a, that, that's, that's good enough. That's good enough of a shinui, that's fine. Shachalayim. Shachalayim is... Is it the uh, crest? What is it, Shachalayim? The translation of Shachalayim. Can someone help me? Shachalayim. Sheshachakon me'erev Shabbos. What? Crest. Crest. Crest, yeah. Crest that was ground before Shabbos. The next day you can mix it with liquid. And again, the only difference will be don't beat it. Mix it gently. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I reread the same piece. The crest that you have ground for before Shabbos. You can put in oil or vinegar. You can mix amita as we'll see soon. Mint. Don't beat it. Mix it gently. Shum Sharis came out of Shabbos. Same idea. You have crushed garlic from before Shabbos. Lemachar Neisel Asechi Pul Vigrisin. You can mix in um, uh, beans. Uh, what, what type of uh, uh, beans and crushed uh, crushed barley? V'la Yitroif. V'la Yishchak. I'm sorry. The same thing. Don't mix it very firmly, which looks like you're grinding it. Elamani mix it gently. And again. You can put mint inside. Maya mita, what's mint? Ninya, in Aramaic, was called ninya. Omer Abayi, no, from this we see, hi ninya, this mint, it's good for cress. If you want to make a dish made with cress, put some mint inside, it's a good match, it goes together. Because it sounds like the reason why you'd be allowed to put it in is because it adds flavor. What's the connection? Why only if it adds flavor? I, 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 I'm not so clear about this. But for some reason, it has to do, the, the, the fact that you could mix it in is because it's a normal thing to mix it in, to add flavor. It doesn't look like, I don't know what, it doesn't, it, it's, it's, I'm not sure. But for some reason, it had a halachic meaning over here. The fact that the mint gives a good flavor for the cress. And therefore, Abaya said from this story, the fact that you're allowed to mix it in on Shambis, we see that it adds good flavor. So, what did we learn over here? We learned that according to Rav and Shmuel, in order to mix, and also uh, eventually Rabbi Lazar, in order to mix a mustard on Shabbos with a liquid, you have to do it in an unusual way, which according to Shmuel, is with your hand. Rabbi Yechanan and Abaye and Rav 
and then the Bernashi, they all said it's totally not allowed. Marzudu said it's fine. I agree with the logic of, of Rav and Shmuel that it has to be done in an unusual way, but for it to be unusual, it's good enough to mix it a bit more gently. See, now, Rebbe mentions also that it should be in smaller quantities. If you beat it, you put it in a big bowl, and then you beat it, I guess, together. The fact that you do it in a smaller quantity, it also makes it, that, that's enough of a shinui. And the same applies to cress, and the same applies to, to garlic. Now, the question is, what are we talking about in all these cases? Are we talking about that it's a firm texture, or are we talking about that it's a liquidy texture? Are we talking about that some liquid was mixed before Shabbos, or not? So that remains a machloikis, and until the halacha remains a machloikis, when are you allowed to mix things with liquid with a shinui? Does it, is it enough that you just mixing it with a shinui? Or on top of or on top of that, it also has to be that the texture is loose, or that before Shabbos you mix some liquid into the original thing that you're mixing with liquid right now. Right? And obviously we're talking about things that not flour, not things that would typically would, would make dough. It's something with a, with, in a different form or a different type of uh, a different a different object that isn't typically needed, like dough. And therefore, there are those that say that even if it's a if it's a firm texture, it's allowed as long as you do it with the sheen. Fine. Then the Mishnah mentioned another thing: There are other mixtures you're allowed to make on Shabbos, and we're not worried about needing, I guess. You mix wine, honey, and pepper. Aluntis, yain yoshan, old wine, umayim tzlulim, and clear water, vafarsimoin, and uh, what's it called? Balsam. It's, it's usually as a spice, as a, one of the one of the one of the kteris. It's not usually typically taken as a food, but they would they would they, they, would, they would make something out of it. What would they do out of it? The oven the masusa to be used after the bath. The maker to to cool you off. It happened once. Elise Bosar Marukwa Libani. I went after Marukwa to the bathhouse. Kinovki Asoy, when I left Ashkion Chamro, he gave me this wine, the special Aluntis, Chad Kosa, one cup. Vichoshi, I felt uh, I felt cold. Maybe Nosa the Reishi from the hair of my head, but two for the carry until my toenails. My whole body became cold. The Ashkion Kosa, I heard that he'd give me another cup. Have a mistafino, I would be afraid. deduct my merits in And as she explains, it would be a big sakana from how, how, how strong, how, how powerful it was, and I will be saved. It would be a big schus that might take away part of my In other words, it's not a regular typical drink. It's true. People take it in order to cool themselves off, but it's considered like a like a remedy, like a, it's not, it's not a it's like a refuah, which is not allowed on Shabbos. However, the yeni moilin, the anu moilin, is a drink. People take it for taste. Says the Gemara of Marukva, the Shasi Maruikva, Marukva drank it every day after the bath, and that's why he offered it to his guest. So why didn't he, didn't he ever get affected by it? 
says the Gemara Shani Maruk with the Doshbe. Since he took it every day, he got used to it. You know, that those guys that took his exercise like every Shabbos. If, if, he, if he take it a long time, he get used to it. But uh, for, for this Rav it was the first time. It was a shock. And he couldn't deal with those. If you take another one, he would deal with collapse. Fine. So that's, those are the things which you're allowed to do on Shabbos, although they might have been similar to uh, sorting or to kneading. Fine. Now some things you're not allowed to do on Shabbos. Ain't shared in the sachiltis bepoishvin. So I saw the word in the translation. I couldn't remember it. Someone could offer it a certain plant, like a sour type of plant. Uh, it, it says it's a uh, asafitida. Yeah, I tried remembering that as well. A giant uh, fennel. This is a so giant a fennel. Huh? A giant fennel. Fennel. Giant fennel. Yeah. Okay. So it's like a but like a type of acid. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, it was a remedy. They would put it into water and drink it as a, some sort of a cure, some sort of a some sort of a remedy. So you're not allowed to soak it on Shabbos, but push it in warm water. You can put it into vinegar and then dip your food inside it because that seems regular. It doesn't look so abnormal. It doesn't look so like mundane. You cannot put this animal food, a vetch. You cannot uh, put it into water because that would be a form of sorting it. That would make it all the waste and flow to the top. That you're not allowed to do with a shavanes and you cannot uh, rub them. You can put them into a sieve, a color into a basket, and carry them to the animal. And then, if some of the waste falls out, that's fine because it didn't have to fall out. He didn't make it fall out. He have no intention to fall out, so it's fine. You may not sift a straw in a sieve. Put them in like a basket and put them in a high place in order that all this shaft should fall out. You're allowed to put it into a sieve and carry it and then drop it into the, the box, the food box of the animals because, again, it's not your intention. It's not for sure going to happen. You're not actively doing anything and therefore it's fine. Now, we spoke about not, not uh, soaking this, whatever you call it, the... Uh, this plant, this giant fennel, not soaking it in water. So, short of my, what if he did soak it? Is it a problem? In other words, is it Isa de Raisa or is it Isa de Rabon? Take what I've had in our shock made of Isa, Ravada from Narosh said in front of Ravisa, short of Chai, Chabas is Isa de Raisa. I'm only a buy, what are Isa de Raisa could be of you? Elohimiata, short of Umtsubamaya. If someone takes raw meat and he soaks it in water, what soaking? What type of isur deiraisa could it be in soaking? They don't want you to prepare it in the typical way you do it in the weekdays because that's the, 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 the rule. If you prepare a medicine before Shabbos in an unusual way, you're allowed to have it on Shabbos because that's a good enough reminder that you shouldn't come to grind anything. So if you're going to prepare it in the typical way, that's a problem. If you do it in an untypical way, that's fine. It says in the Mishnah that in lukewarm water, you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to soak it. What about in cold water? I'm in the also, it's also not allowed. So I asked the Mac, we learned in the Mishnah, 
You're not allowed to soak it in lukewarm water. How about soaking water in cold water? You're allowed to. Amar lei, you can't ma believe in lach. What's the difference between me and you? The Mishnah is anyways a singular opinion. And therefore, you could hold like the Mishnah, but I hold like Rabbanan and Abraisa. And, and therefore, the Mishnah, since it's a singular opinion, I don't agree with it. The Tani will learn in Abraisa, You're not to soak it in anything. Now, the fact that he said, Maybe it's also coming to say that in between is also Osir, that lukewarm word is also Osir. At least that's what we see from our Mishnah. And that's what Rabbi Yaisi holds. But basically, our Mishnah is Rabbi Yaisi. However, I hold like Rabbana. I disagree with the Mishnah. Fine. Says the Gemara, what is this a cure for? Answers the Gemara, for a heavy heart. It's unclear what exactly that means, but some sort of a chest pain that this could be a cure for. He had this heavy heart. Also, the Kamei de Marupa came to Marupa. He told him, I guess he knew all these remedies. Zil Shasi, Tlosa Tikli Chiltasa, Betlosa Yoimi. Three weights of this Chiltis, of this, this remedy, if it's drying fennel, three days one after another. Okay, he right away wanted to do it. Also, he went to Ishti, he drank. Number one was that day, Hamsha Bishabas was a Thursday. Umayla de Shabbos, and then on Friday. Now let's safra in the morning of Sham, the morning of Friday. Also, Shalbi Madrasha, he went to ask in the, in the yeshiva, What about tomorrow? What do I do? The third day of Shabbos, what do I do then? Whenever someone started a remedy, before Shabbos, he could drink as much as he needs on Shabbos. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. A person is allowed to drink this chiltis on Shabbos because it was also something people typically drank. It wasn't just a remedy. And therefore, you're allowed to drink it on Shabbos. So you know, it's a price which says you're allowed to drink kava kebab as much as you want on Shabbos, and Shabbos is no problem. He told the Mac, I know that price. I had no question that I'm allowed to drink it. Am I allowed to soak it on Shabbos? Now, the Chedi could soak it before Shabbos. Um, I'm not sure if, it go, if it's better on Shabbos. If I soak it on the day, that's the only way it's going to work. I'm not sure. My question is, if I need to soak it on Shabbos, am I allowed to soak it on Shabbos? I had a story. I was ill. I started on Thursday. I needed to drink it on Shabbos. I wasn't sure if I'm allowed to soak it on Shabbos. He didn't know the answer. He asked Ravuna. Do something a bit different than usual. Put it in cold water, but it's most effective if it's in warm water. Put it under the sun and heat it up, warm it up under the sun. So the Gemara said, Keman the Shari. Does this only follow? Is it because Rav holds like, like, uh, like Rabbi Yaisi that, that cold water is allowed, like our Mishnah, that cold water is allowed? So the Gemara, no, I feel the Even if he holds like 
the Bryson, Rabbanon and the Bryson, that, that uh, cold water is not allowed, here it's allowed. Why? If you didn't start drinking it, don't do it on Shabbos. If you already started, what do you call it? Started the course of his medication before Shabbos. If you won't drink on Shabbos, it'll be dangerous. And therefore, you can finish your course on Shabbos. And therefore, no, no. Therefore, therefore you can do it on Shabbos. Fine. So even mixing it with water, which is not allowed typically on Shabbos, since you already started the course, you're allowed to do it on Shabbos. Fine. Ravachim was old, and he was leaning on the shoulder of Ravachim Bayitzchak, who was his nephew. Amalei told him, "When we reach Rav Safra's house, I didn't let me bring me into his house." Kimato, when he came to his house, I didn't brought him in. But when he asked him a different question, what's the connection to here? I'm not sure. Ma'ul chaschuse kitinita b'shamas. Am I allowed to rub? A linen cloak on Shabbos, uh, on Shabbos. After it's washed, they hang it, it becomes hard from all the way they washed it and they dried it, it would be hard. And in order to soften it, they would rub it. Are you allowed to rub it on Shabbos like this? Are you allowed to rub it? So the question is like this. His only intention is to soften it and then there's no problem to soften a clothing on Shabbos to Shabbos, dummy. Or maybe his intention is to make it brighter and wider, and then was it's part of laundry, part of washing, which is not allowed. It's his only intention is to soften it to Shabbat when he went out of the Sabbath's house, Nachman waited for him outside. What did he ask for him? He answered him, Boy I asked him, Am I allowed to rub linen on Shabbos? And he told me, It's allowed. So Rav Nachman waits like answering Mag. Why are you only asking, asking him about the cloak, a linen cloak? You should have a, a question, Lamar Sudra. What about the head covering? That was a talus they would wear on the head or like a cloth they would wear on the head. Am I allowed to rub that also to clear it, to, to, to soften it, or whatever it is? Says, answered back, I had no question about the head, head covering. The boy, I already asked him, and he already answered me. We'll see soon what he answered. Uh, he answered me, actually, no, here's the surah. He answered me, that's not allowed. If so, why didn't you compare the headcloth to the cloak that just like there it's not allowed, the clo- a cloak is not either allowed? Armalino no, is very different. Hossum by the head covering, mechzi, it looks as if you want to make it wider. Why? Because the head covering is the first thing people see. If you're going to have it not so bright, it's going to be very noticeable. However, the cloak, they would have like a jacket on top of it. And hocha, therefore, by the, by the, by the, by the linen cloak, or I guess it was like the undershirt. So the linen cloak, doesn't look like you're trying to make it white because it's covered anyways. People are not so particular about uh, keeping it white and therefore probably just trying to soften it. Okay, so to summarize, putting egg into a, a uh, mustard strainer, 
What happens is the egg yolk goes with the mustard and gives it a color. The egg white stays on the top. So you're allowed to do that on Shabbos. Why? You're separating the egg yolk from the egg white. They're both food. Okay, but at the end of the day, the egg yolk is helping the mustard and the egg white isn't. No, it's only helping the color of the mustard. And therefore, it's not really a significant benefit. And it's the same food. And therefore, it's not considered sorting on Shabbos. Then we spoke about mixing mustard on Shabbos with liquid. So before Shabbos, they would need it. And then Shabbos, they mix it with liquid. Is it allowed or not? So what is this needing? It's a different opinion. Some say they mixed external liquid. And some say, no, they just squished it together with its own liquid. So are you allowed to mix it with liquid on Shabbos? Which again is a question. What are we talking about? Mix, mixing it with liquid that makes it a firm texture or a loose texture? That's a machloik. So now there's a machloik in the Gemara. What are, you, what are you allowed to mix it on Shabbos? So Rav and Shmuel both said you have to do it in an unusual way. Um, but Rav said the unusual ways with the utensil and Shmuel said the unusual ways with the hand. Um, then Rabbi Loz and Rabbi Yichan have a machloik. First Rabbi Loz said it's always also Rabbi Yichan says uh, it's always mutter. Then Rabbi Yechon says, no. Rabbi Yechon says, it's always also. Rabbi Yechon says, it depends. If it's usual, it's not allowed. If it's unusual, it's allowed. Abai and Rav said, it's not allowed. Totally not allowed. Even when they prepared it for them, they didn't touch it, they didn't need it. However, Mazuda said, no, it's not true. That's not the halacha. It's not even the halacha like shmuel. You have to mix it in an unusual way. You don't have to do it with your hand. Mix it gently, a small quantity, not very, don't, don't mix it, whatever, don't beat it. That's good enough. And the same applies to cress. That's mixed, uh, the cress a lot also, uh, just don't beat it strongly. You can mix it with oil and, and vinegar. Crushed garlic, you can mix it with uh, with, uh, with, the, with the beans and liquid. Just don't, don't mix it very strong. And you lot to add mint. You lot to add mint. Fine. Um, you allow on Shabbos, uh, you allow to mix wine, honey, and pepper. What's that drink they had? It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not for the food. However, if you're mixing it wine with old wine with clear water with balsam, that's not a typical drink, that's a remedy. That's not all to be drunk. You can't drink it on Shabbos. And it's a very strong remedy to the extent that Rav uh, Yisus said if you drink two cups one after another, you'd pass out. And if not, it would be a nest that might take away from his name of Fine. Then we spoke about uh, soaking this uh, giant fennel, uh, which was a, a remedy, but people drank it also in an unusual way. And the typical way to soak it was in hot or warm water. That would be most effective. Says the Mishnah, although it's a, people drink it as a normal drink, but it's not as common, I guess. And therefore, you're not a drinker on Shabbos, but you cannot prepare it in the usual way of warm water. But you can mix it in vinegar and dip your bread into it. Then there's vetch, the animal food they would put into water in order to separate the, the, the shaft that you're not allowed. You're not allowed to sift it, you know, to put it in a high place, same thing as with straw, but you could carry it in a basket or in a sieve. And if something falls out, it's fine, because it's not your intention, it's not definitely going to happen. Fine. Now, what's the problem in soaking this giant fen? Um, so the maskona is that it's just, I mean, the rabbana, that shouldn't be, you shouldn't do it in a mundane way. Fine. Now, it's a machloikis tanoim in a brisa, whether you're allowed to put it in cold water. 
Rav Yesi says, yeah, and then the Nakama, Chacham say no. So our Mishnah follows Rav Yesi, but it was Rabbi Yanai, he held like the Braisa, that the Kribonim of the Braisa, that it's not allowed. Now, if someone already started taking it two days before Shabbos, and he has to finish his course on Shabbos, then he allowed to soak it on Shabbos, because if not, it's going to be a second. And then we spoke about taking clothes after washing them, if you're allowed to rub them together. So the maskona is that you're allowed to rub together regular linen because, linen clothes, because they're usually covered. And therefore, your intention is probably just to soften them. However, your head covering, which is also white, also made out of linen, but that's exposed that everyone sees. And therefore, we are, when you're rubbing it together, it does look like you're trying to, to, to whiten it, to, 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 to make it clean it even more, and therefore it's not allowed in shafts.